0: Hello Reliability Gang, I hope everyone's having a great day. Welcome back to another episode of the Reliable Talk podcast. I'm with my right-hand man, Will. Hey you keeping, Will? Good, thank you very much. We're back again for another podcast. Thank you so much, guys, for everyone who's tuned in. We're getting the downloads in now. We are really advised that we're moving forward, which is great to see the growth kind of from, from nowhere to, to where we are now. And, and if you tuned in last week, you'd obviously heard the podcast that we talked about kind of like a lot of different values and sort of the way we run our business and why we do what we do. And in terms of like really just displaying passion, I think it's really important um, for any business really to obviously really adopt that why, because then, you know, once you know your why, you can have more of an infinite view on your business and sort of see how you're helping a cause, in the long term as well and obviously the more we give the more we get in return of that as well but I mean this week we're gonna really talk about a little bit more uh the non-believers of uh condition monitoring and vibration technology in terms of a uh, let's be honest like we've moved in times and we last oh, five massive. years technology has and it's only gonna get it's more not adv- more advanced I was gonna say worse but it's not worse is it no you know it all depends on which way you look at technology um but it's happening, regardless.
1: It's not stopping. <laughs>
0: That's what I say to people, like, regardless of whether you're in agreement, whether it's a good or bad thing. And I don't I don't really ever label anything good or bad. Um, you know, I think you can see things in different lights on every aspect, and every element, on every subject, right? Um, but regardless of whether, whatever you think of it, it's, it's happening. Uh, and, and, you know, I think. You can either jump on it and join it
1: or be left behind. What's the saying? Innovate or die, In it? That's it, yeah. There Was that Bob Iger? Yeah, Bob Iger, CEO of the Walt Disney Company. He wrote a book on leadership techniques. It's a fantastic book. And in it, it talks about how, you know, you think of like Disney as a company. They are huge. They touch every corner of the world pretty much from all their different things. And it's true. You have to keep moving with the time and innovating or you get left behind. Exactly. You know,
0: we are moving toward this day and age. So obviously... Like, you know, there's a lot of maintenance and reliability guys or, you know, engineers, fitters on site that have seen us come in with our new technical gear. And maybe if they've never seen it before, I can imagine they'd be working at a workplace 20, 30 years. They're they're doing the PPMs. Everything's very sort of reactive. And there is a hero culture about that as well, as well. You know, like, oh, you know, downtime hits. I saved the day. I come in, I repaired it, which is great. And obviously... It's very kind of self-oriented that, though, mm, in terms of because definitely. if you look at the company, they probably suffered quite badly from that hit, regardless of what happened. Yeah, um, and you know they see a new guy come in, new young lad. You know this new technical.
1: Analyzer, they've got their that probing on their equipment, and I can I can understand it. It can be quite, I would imagine, for some of the guys that have been there for many years, maybe get quite it. intimidating. Yeah,
0: like who is this guy? Who's who's this guy testing this stuff? Then what happens? They get a report and they say change this item. And like, how do they know that? If, like, I can see from their point of view, their you know their their viewpoint. I could definitely relate to that if yeah. I put myself in their shoes. So I think as well, what doesn't help is the awareness though, like because I think. You know, the thing is, I, I personally as a VA engineer in the past, I used I talk to everyone. Yep. And I go across site and I explain what I'm doing. I try to get them involved and I try to really explain like how the collector taking that information and what we're actually looking for. Mm-hmm. Um so it definitely does help in terms of understand people understanding what we're doing. But a lot of the time Oh bless you, <laughs> excuse me. But a lot <laughs> of the time, um, it's not conveyed, is it, mate? No. They don't know what you're doing, and if they don't know what you're doing, are they going to have a
1: positive outlook on what you're doing if they're not aware of it? No, definitely. It's a big awareness thing. You know, um, for those of you that know uh Jason Trent at Mobius, you know, he says in one of the books, you know, for a CBM program to work, everybody has to be on board. Yeah, yeah, have to be involved. They, it? It's a team it. effort. And whether that be, you know, when we go to our customer sites, we do try and involve as many people as possible, you know. Well, it is a team effort. And this is what I kind of feel like, you know, today's podcast is gonna be
0: about in terms of understanding Shall we say leadership? No, but not even leadership, maybe more... It, it
1: has to... The, the CBM approach, if you're going down that route, it has to come from above. It you know, has and to. And it has to be filled And it has down. to be led as well. So, you, you know, leadership does come into that, definitely
0: in terms of uh, what we're doing. But what I think is really important is that, you know, whatever company are doing it, for example, maintain, for example, for or another or customer, we are an extension of their maintenance plan. And uh, we really That's try it. to make that relationship quite clear that we're here as an extension to what they already are we're not here to take over anything we're not here to kind of no. say you know we're the best we're here to guide really in, t- in terms of really try to drive and you know achieve the goals of the engineering maintenance department which which is lower yeah. downtime Bare increased reliability. reliability of course the, the, the same goals apply to everyone don't they whether they're kind of met or not is another story Mm -hmm. and that really does rely on you know shall we say the leadership uh and the management shall we say coming from above that do you know what i mean in terms of really delegating the right tasks of maintenance and it has to be done very carefully because you if if you've got some people on the team that don't believe in it and you've got some people that do it it can be difficult it can be because when you put your recommendations in you have to remember, the people that are carrying this work out is not the engineering manager. He might be fully invested. Yeah, It's the people below him. And if they're not invested, are they doing the best job? Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, and no, you know they may,
1: they may just be kind of doing it without saying that they don't believe in it. And I think that's really dangerous. It, it can be. And it's why it's really, we try so hard to incorporate as many people involved in the process. As we
0: exactly. Kind of, it's difficult. You know, but it, what would you say? How, would we, how do we go about... Um, really including everybody and the people that don't believe in it, the non-believers, how do we go about kind of not convincing them, but making them aware of what we're doing is not it, intru- it, it, intrusive to their it, to their job. It, it, and it comes
1: down to education, doesn't it? It's yeah. educating these guys, spending the time with them, you know, the, and the, I think it's step by step as well. Like remember
0: a lot of this behavior is quite automatic as well. Yeah, and I think as well, some some places you may have a bit of a negative attitude towards maintenance in general. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you know what I mean, so it all depends on the, on the individual as well. But if it's very deep rooted, it's very difficult. You can't just come in and say, "Oh, well." You know, we're doing this because of this, and it's great because of this. Because regardless if they even believe it or not,
1: their automatic behaviours would go against what you're doing. It's it's all like I say. It's it's long term education working on it. I mean, the first thing like we would always suggest is we try to um, do training, isn't it? do yeah. some training programs. If we go to a site where we know it's got a particular. Um, problem in, not problem as such but it, it's a lot skeptics shall we say people yeah. that aren't quite we'll try and get all those engineers in a room as and what's feasible with the plant and shut down and kind of not take them for a full vibration qualification but at least give them a good awareness as to how we are there to support them to make their lives easier
0: exactly and what we'll do we'll bring in bearings that have defects in to show them sort of like what we're looking for and as well, what we'll do, you know, we'll set up rigs where we can, you know, test the vibration, envelope signal in a live point of view. It's and- a
1: really great awareness workshop that we're able to do that just helps because then you're not just got this thing of... This random contractor <laughs> coming to site
0: with all these gears like stuff. <laughs> yeah,
1: and then they're telling me that this has got a problem. Well, I've been doing this for thirty years, and that's always sounded like that. Now you're telling me there's a problem with it. Exactly. You, you know. know,
0: I can I can see that from their point of view, it may be intrusive on their knowledge. But you know, at the end of the day, these guys know the plant better than anyone. All we're oh, doing mate. is kind of seeing. What the ears and the eyes can't see. You know what I mean? Definitely. Understand it on a vibration level and incorporating that and information. And when you back. get those,
1: the pairs together, where you've got the engineer on site that has that vast amount of knowledge that we don't have, but then you pair it with our knowledge of the vibration. And the stuff you can't see in And when that, becau- that, that yeah. team becomes together. And you've got that team being worked together, us being part of their maintenance team, that leadership from above, when that partnership happens, that's when a CBM programme really begins to flourish. And it works, doesn't it, as well? Oh, because
0: like, what we're trying to do is not just, like we said in the last podcast, is to replace things that are going to fail or potentially will cause a problem. We're trying to increase the reliability, but that needs buy-in. I mean, you can't you know, identify issues of poor lubrication, you know what I mean? And then put new practices in place to you know, improve that When the people are not on board, they're not going to do it. Do you know what I mean? So this is the the buying part in terms of the feedback loop that needs to be intrinsically really carefully sort of generated over over a period of time. This doesn't happen overnight, definitely. Uh, And I think, you know, the customers that we've kind of cultivated over the last few years, we're definitely working towards a lot better way of working but still, not everyone's on board,
1: because no, it's, it's, it's never going to be that you, like, it's an ongoing to take, process. You know, baby steps at a time. You know, Simon Sinek, that we mentioned in the last podcast. You know, one of his quotes is: "The goal is not to be perfect by the end. The goal is just to be better today." No, exactly. So as long as like you step take by step by step, which yeah. d- driving the change of improvement of reliability, improving engineering practice, and education and awareness to the engineers and the leadership team. More people begin to come on board. They start seeing the benefits, and you know, over that period of time is when you start getting the biggest payback. Exactly, hundred percent. And I'm, yeah, a lot of that is is, is definitely based on trust as well, isn't it? Massively. Like the whole program of the engineering team and all the departments. It's a really difficult one to have, but everyone has to be building a level of trust to start building a good team. To make this work, hundred percent, and trust is Like to be honest, I, I, I'm,
0: i I'm still very, I'm still learning. I, like Will was my first employee. I don't even, I don't even want to call him employee. Really, it sounds weird to say that. But um, like I said, I think I, I kind of knew how I, I, I wanted to be different from the get go. That's definitely something I wanted to be because, you know, previously, you know, in terms of my where I was before, I didn't feel that valued in terms of what I did, yeah. and it's a horrible feeling to be in. an do you know, I, I, you know, it was a time in my life, actually, where I felt really down, if I'm honest. Do you know what I mean? Because when you've got so much passion for a subject, like I do with the reliability stuff, and you just really love what you do, but then you can't really take that passion, kind of project it and use it in, in the direction you want to, it can leave you feeling really unsatisfied. Do you know what I mean? And I I thought to myself, whenever I did get the opportunity to to get someone on my team, um, you know, I really wanted to be able to, let them kind of learn their own mistakes to a degree, guide them in the, in the best way possible, but as well build them up to the point where they can realise their own true potential. Because everybody I feel, everybody here, everybody has this something called the higher self, you know, the the, the area of their life where or the, the person they want to become that can thrive and do really well and be very happy. But whether we get there or not is a journey, 100%. But a lot of the time you've got to try to, Inspiring someone is not motivating someone. They're two very different things, I find. Right? Motivation you have to continually. It's like a manipulation. Yeah. Every single, when you're trying to motivate someone for sales, is an example. Like you could say to them, "Oh, if you hit, hit this target, you'll you'll get this in return." Yeah. Right. What you may get is a short-term boost of motivation. The guy might w- want to go in and do it. But remember, every single time you have to put that offer on the table for him to work, inspiration is very different. Inspiration yeah. comes from inside. So by me enabling Will to have this trust and just go out there and do what he
1: needs to do, it inspires him to take more action on his own. And that's back. where we want to get... And that's where me and Will like to try and work with the maintenance team as strong as possible to get them to that point. The inspired part, because, not the motivational no, part. No, the inspired yeah. part. Because once you have your maintenance team inspired to constantly strive towards better reliability, better engineering practices, they will go out of their way to do that. I genuinely think deep down, as engineers, I do. Everyone wants to run better. You know, pe- know. They, they, do, they do, don't they? Because do. uh, you know, you we would be engineers otherwise, wouldn't we? No, no exactly. And I think
0: it just, it's, a, it's a core belief for engineer that they want things to do better but unfortunately the
1: environment they're in doesn't allow them to do i don't think i feel do you know what i mean no Um, definitely they have to you have to have that strong trust environment you know you have to have that in place to be able to move the team forward bring inspiration from the top down and with a support structure from like ourselves or whoever that has the experience and background in that subject to help bring them all along. It's a massive team effort. It can't be done one or the other. Yeah, it's
0: hundred percent a very you know everyone has to kind of pitch in. You know what I mean to to get the whole. It's, it's a very much a team game. You know, like like football, you can't have one star player that tries to get the. You know, you know how it's going to end. You know what I mean. Every single player or every single team member needs to be invested to be able to get stage and you know, to to really try to push that reliability concept as well.
1: Massive, massively.
0: Definitely. So, yeah, no, I think today we've had a great
1: discussion really about kind of reliability, kind of leadership. I Um, hope it kind of just gets people maybe thinking a bit like doing maybe something differently or something like that.
0: Yeah, definitely. As well, you know, what we want to do is try to be able to inspire Um, We want to be able to, you know, teach what we've learned, and we're still learning along the way as well. Do you know what I mean? But I think when it comes to, you know, us coming to site to maybe introduce, you know, practices that haven't been adopted in the past before, as long as we can raise a level of awareness that we're here to help, there's, there's, you know, there's, it's a good start. You know what I mean? To to really getting the team involved because we could have the best equipment, we could have the best knowledge, we could have the best, you know, like we we could pick up any like the best information. But it is all pointless, all of it, if you can't engage a team to follow the recommendations and, do you know what I mean, as a team effort to introduce our findings into the reliability culture of the plant. Yeah. Because if you don't do it, it's just a pretty spreadsheet. So that's what I say to everyone. Yeah. It's a very pretty expensive spreadsheet if it's not adopted, yeah. believed, and ate, you know acted upon and as well sort of brought into the future of reliability culture as well definitely. definitely
1: so um anything else you want to add will no i think we've touched on everything for this episode
0: of course yeah like stay tuned guys um you know some of these are going to be quite short and sweet some
1: of them will be <laughs> really yeah. long it depends on, like me and will kind of just we bounce off each flow. other yeah and so sometimes we set some points down and we want to make sure we cover them we've covered them in this one and then sometimes we kind of divulge on other topics randomly and that's where you get the long ones. <laughs> but yeah, what we're going to do um, Simon Sinek, I think has been a massive inspiration for us during oh. the last few months
0: but what we're going to do is going to leave you with uh, five quotes that we've both selected from him that may get you thinking so will you pick your one of your quotes? Okay I'm
1: right? going to pick uh so these are just for some background these are some quotes on leadership and um if you haven't heard of simon Sinek, we recommend you go check out his books he's really good so uh, a leader's job is not to do the work for others it's to help others figure out how to do it themselves to get things done and to succeed beyond what they thought was possible
0: great yeah i love that quote i think as well if you can if you complete a task that you didn't think was possible it gives you incredible amount of inspiration to be able to take the next task on with a lot of confidence so this is this is one that I like like I like as well. A star wants to see herself rise to the top. A leader wants to see those around her become stars.
1: I love that. That's cool. That's so cool. it's
0: like you know, it's very. It's like, the same
1: with what we were talking about in the other podcast. You know, we position ourselves as the guide and we guide them along. A leader has to do the same. they're, well, they're yeah. not there to like take. The A leader limelight. loves to see like we love to see our customers thrive. Yeah. Definitely. Do you know what I mean?
0: Uh, and that 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 gives us the great feeling, rather than it being an egotistical. Oh, I did this, I did that. You know <laughs> yeah, what I mean? Definitely. Because the enjoyment, I think, comes from you know seeing the
1: results, definitely. doesn't it? For for our customers. Uh, I'm going to pick this one. So, uh, leaders don't look for recognition from others. Leaders look for others to recognize. Okay, nice. oh, I like that. That's cool. Yeah,
0: I, I definitely agree with that one. Definitely. So I'll go. We'll go. We'll do two more. We'll do two more. Uh, and the poor leaders, we feel like we work for the company. With good leaders, we feel like we work for each other. Wow, that's a power. That's po-
1: <laughs> it's so true, isn't it? That it's so know? powerful that because that's how I felt with the last. Well, that's how I felt my last employer before I came to you. You know, I was very demoralized. I'd lost all confidence in what I'd done. Yeah, you know, and to of the last 6 months have completely changed my life being with Will you know i i've completely regained my I don't confidence really see yourself again.
0: as as a employee um more of a friend really yeah that just loves reliability that helps me you know achieve the goal <laughs> That's it. <laughs> you know what i mean and i think it, sometimes i have to I have to remind myself this is a
1: business,
0: (laughs) you know. know? And but I think that's a good thing, really, in in a sense that we've got that relationship, you know. And I think as well, if you can inspire people within your team, you're going to get the same
1: results because everyone's going to love being where they are. It's a good environment to be in. Yeah, no, definitely. I think this is probably a good one. This is onto that, which is this last quote for this uh, podcast, which is to look to hire people inspired to achieve something big over people who demand something big before they feel inspired. Very love that. What we do just talk to you know it's all about if you can crack the inspiration to your engineering team the gate you know the goals are endless well that's the thing isn't it i think this one really goes on the sense that you know
0: get people that will provide something big because yeah. they're internally inspired rather than people say oh well i want this much money and then i'll produce the goods yeah. do you know what i mean and i think money's a big metric and it a lot of people are looking for oh the big money but what are you looking to At do? What cost? What's your why? At what cost? At what yeah. cost, you know what? cost what is does that money? It, you know, yeah. So Is it is, yeah. Are you costing your happiness to, to to go for that money? I mean obviously money and we all need money, we all need money to live. But is it yeah, is it the only end goal? Or is there other metrics around that you're gonna measure your success? Because I could promise you, it's not just money that that will leave you that satisfaction. You know what I mean? Definitely. We're gonna leave you one last quote. Um go c- on, man. scroll down a little bit, mate, let's have a look. Uh Right. There's a difference between listening and waiting for your turn to speak. Wow. I love that. That's that's powerful as well. So, yeah, there's a big difference between, you know, actually sitting there and listening to someone and understanding
1: them. Definitely. It's the understanding them. There's one that um, uh, this reference. So I recently listened to a podcast you listened to it as well. So uh, it was a podcast with Joe Rogan and Elon Musk. Oh, yeah, we listen to it to get on the way back. The way <laughs> back yeah. so, and what you'll notice with Elon Musk is whenever he's asked a question, listen to one of his podcasts, you'll notice it. Whenever he's asked a question, he'll sit there and pause for ages. And I'm seeing a thing. had talk? the podcast stopped? <laughs> is Something he going to talk? Or, yeah. And he's sitting there taking in, listening to the question, waiting to construct a good response. He's not there jumping into the gun and when he comes back, you sit there thinking, does this guy know what he's on about? He's sitting there waiting for ages. And then he comes out with some extremely, like, scientific answer, and you're like, wow.
0: Yeah, and that's listening. There's a difference. You know? there's, 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 there's hearing, there's listening, then there's awareness, which is like the, the, whole, you know, the whole shebang of, like, right... I truly emotionally understand what the question was. Here's what the response will be. Yeah, definitely. So guys, we're going to leave it there. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you all for all our reliability gang and all the support that we've received lately uh, on LinkedIn. But yeah, you can follow us there on our our LinkedIn channel uh, page at maintain CM and engage in the conversation with us on LinkedIn. Add us as connections. We love to have conversations or inboxes. We've had so many different conversations with so many different reliability professionals, which is great for us because we thoroughly enjoy it. So add us, Will Crane or Will Bauer on LinkedIn. And uh, yeah, it'd be great to have a chat and conversation. I hope you all have a great day. Take care, guys.